Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday. Uh, bank Run Marathon Day. I hope you're ready. And uh, <laughs> I have my track shoes on. I'm all set. Oh, I'm ready to go. good. Then you're set to go. I wonder uh, who's going to win this marathon. Uh, gosh knows. You know, sometime this morning, they say early in the morning, but uh, who knows? Uh, it depends upon whether Joe is totally awake, I guess. He's supposed to uh, speak to the nation. He's supposed to make well. a, some kind of an announcement about... Uh, how secure the banks really are, and don't worry about it. Well, they were saying that all weekend long. Don't, don't worry, be happy. We're stronger than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. Those, those, those banks collapsing? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you said something interesting, which I thought was... Uh, oh, what did I say? You, before the show started, you say, well, you said th- three banks, uh, maybe four, have uh, already collapsed. I said, wait, I, am, I only hear them saying two banks. No, there's and you said no, no. Look it up. So I looked it up, and you're right. At least three, and maybe there's yeah. one teetering. Yeah, right yeah. There's uh, what is it, Alley Bank or something like that? That's one, teetering. One is uh, Signature, and one is Sil- yeah. Silvergate that have already closed along right. with Silicon Valley. Yeah, and and there are rumors that another one is being ready to be shut down today or sometime here in the next day or two, and then. You know, you got the Wells Fargo thing. Wells Fargo, what, what's wrong with them? Well, they still got stagecoats and they got yeah, guys they with shotguns. They still got the stagecoats and a shotgun, yeah. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, uh, somehow they got a glitch in their computer. Yeah. And so deposits are being lost. Wow. And they can't find them. People are going, wait a minute. No, I, I had money in the bank. Well, you're going to have to pay a late fee now because we don't see that money. You know, or, you know, if you don't get your house payment in, you know, you're in trouble. This and goes to people, really, if I can make a suggestion to anybody out there, if you make deposits to banks using your telephone or your, your computer, uh, always make sure you have some kind of a copy saved, especially a paper copy. You should, as a matter of fact, right now on a Monday, if you have a few moments, what you should do is go to your bank account and make out a, a statement of some kind so that you can see where your money is, how much money you have in the bank, because if their computers go down, if banks fold, if people are putting their two cents into your bank, you know, changing things, adjusting things, you have to have proof that you had money there, you know? Yeah, and you know, how many people, I, I had a hard time when I was a kid doing this, mm-hmm. and a lot of people did, but, you know, I, I remember once, you know, sitting down, you know, and, you know, at the time with my partner going to, and she was going, uh, we're missing some money. Yeah. And I had to go back and take it all the way from the beginning. You know, they used to send you a statement and it had the ledger thing and you would sit there and go sure. through and you'd balance out your books. Yep. Not too many people knew how to do that and they don't today. And now, you know, you want to receive with that? No, it's okay. I'll, I'll get an email on it. Good luck with that one. I think I told you last week, I had put some money, I had transferred some money from one account into a CD that had a good yield, good high interest rate. Mm-hmm. And and I put it into this big bank, uh, secure bank, and uh, I was excited about it. I went home and I, I went to my phone because I have an account. I can see all my money on my, my telephone, right? So I, I did a search and I didn't see the CD. It wasn't showing up. And I figured, well, maybe it's because I did it Today it'll show up tomorrow. And I checked the next day, nothing. The next day, finally about eight or nine days later, I called the bank. I said, look, I, I bought a CD. 
I, you know, I transferred some money. I cre- created a CD. You, well, it's there, Mr. Harrington. We can see it. I said, well, I can't see it. And I'm supposed to be able to see on my, on my account, on my uh, phone, all the money that I have in your bank. She said, you know, you are. Let me see. She pressed a few buttons, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it popped up. And I thought, you know, how many people lose money in banks and, and don't realize it till they go back to find it or go back to withdraw it? And they say, well, we don't have any record of you making that, you know, or I'm serious. Have you ever noticed, let's say you're paying off a car loan, right? Right. Maybe you got, you came across a sum of money and you, you, you go to the bank, you got a certified check. That money goes in. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. We got your money there. Okay. Okay. I'm paying off this note right here. Okay. So when do I expect to see that one come back, you know, where I can, you know, get uh, my title and all of that? Oh, it's going to take maybe um, 10 to 20 days. Yeah. yeah. Okay, do you have a record of the money? Yeah, we see the money. Yeah, it's there. Then why can't you do it right now? Oh, it doesn't work that way. And the only reason I can think it doesn't work that way. They make money with your money. Well, not only do they make money with your money, but they don't have the money originally to begin with. They didn't have it until you gave it to them, and you're covering somebody else's. Well, you know, they said the pyramid, you know, I think you're you're right. I heard somebody explain. Look, at here's the thing about banks. They take your money. And you think that they just put it in the bank and leave it secure. That's no. not what they do with it. They take your money and they invest your money for their own benefit in something else. They may loan it out to other people at a higher interest rate. They're moving your money. So mm-hmm. what happens with a, a bank like Silicon Valley is that whole system is jammed. It stops. It malfunctions. You know what part I'm saying? Of the reason, part of the reason they went down, uh, and you can blame a lot of this on Biden. I know that they're trying to, Bernie Sanders says, oh, this is Trump's fault from legislation oh. that he did while he was in a re- regulations. But, yeah, right, Bernie. Go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. Him and Joe ought to take a nap together. I can tell you that. But, you know, uh, apparently with the the Silicon Valley thing, they sat there and they said, okay, you know, with everything that's going on with the Biden administration, we've got to cover our loans. So we're going to go out and we're going to, we're going to buy some secure notes so that they knew that they had assets to cover. Now I'm not saying th- these guys are innocent or anything, Mm-hmm. But apparently they they were doing this to to cover their you know their bets, but you know with uh, the rates going up, the Fed jacking up the rate and everything, all of a sudden that coverage got sucked up and eaten up to where their safety their their safety measure gone. wasn't enough. Gone, yeah, is gone, and so therefore, you know, and then the Fed walks in, you haven't got the money to cover this. We're pulling the plug. You know, it's we'll interesting. The Silicon Valley Bank is where? It's in the Silicon Valley, right? It's yep. in the, So uh, it's a, been described as being a very, besides being the sixth largest bank to fold, or sixth largest in the country and the second largest bank to fold, um, it is a very woke bank. It yes. is a very woke bank. I mean, a lot of these young millionaires out there are in the tech business. And, you know, it's funny. They... They believed in all these nice ESG type things. ESG is a very woke uh, 
philosophy that is being fostered by people like the World Economic Forum and, and the like, the Bill Gates of the world, John Kerry's, things like that. They're, they're really promoting it, what it stands for is environmental, social, and governance. Environmental, social, and governance. It supports things like social issues like Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ things, as opposed to being interested in investing your money in like money-making secure ventures that look really promising like like uh, banks used to do on a regular basis. I mean, I can remember trying as a young man with some business ideas, going into a bank looking for a loan, and it was a son of a gun to get a, a loan, especially if you didn't have a track record. You had to really show them something of substance. I don't think that's the case so much anymore because banks are trying to be woke. You can see it in their uh, in on their website. If you go right now, I think their website is still up. If you go to the Silicon Valley uh, Bank website, you'll see them promoting diversity, you know, and all that other stuff. And that that's all well and good in its in its place. But when that becomes the prime thing, when that's what you're working on, if if that becomes your focus as opposed to making money and securing investors' money, then you got a problem. And that's what apparently uh, Silicon Va- uh, Valley Bank did. They became focused on the woke stuff. And uh, now it's coming back to bite them. And, you know, Billy, um, <laughs> over the weekend, uh, I guess when a bank c- closes, when it, when it collapses, um, it really doesn't close in that the uh, guys who came in from the government, uh, they started talking about selling the bank over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Royal Bank of Canada and PNC Financial Group, I guess out of Pittsburgh, both showed right. interest in bidding on Silicon Valley Bank on Sunday. However, things changed after regulators showed interest in bidding on the insolvent financial institution. I thought regulators were like government officials from the Treasury. No. No, I, apparently they are investors too, I guess. Uh, they showed interest, and I guess RBC and PNC both backed out of uh, the bids. So apparently Silicon Valley Bank in some form uh, is going to continue. I don't know how that works. Do they do they tear it into pieces and take the profitable sections of it? Mm-hmm. I really don't know how it works. I do know this. So, you know, we, we, you, you have names that are being thrown around. The, uh, you know, FDIC, federal this, federal that, you know, and uh, it's not the federal government. Yeah, you're uh, right. The, it's all. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't the, the Federal Reserve, did you think most of your life that the Federal Reserve in Washington, in this big Roman-looking building, you would have thought, my goodness, that's the Federal Reserve, backed by the full weight and force of the United States government? No. No. It's a private business. Yeah, like the Rothschilds and whatnot. And, you know, we used to back our money uh, with gold. Right. We went off that standard, but we used to back it by gold. Uh, the Rothschilds don't. They they in, in, they back it by their name. Well, well I mean. <laughs> with a Rothschild. You yes. know, my God, you can't, if you can't trust us, you can't trust anyone. Sure, we'll they, give you the money. I find them to be interesting that they they have maybe more money than anybody in the world, the Rothschilds, and you hear so very little about them anywhere. Not at social. Well, where is their money? Really, where is their money? 
I think what their, is I their think, money? I think their money is in everything. You probably will find out that is they it own their the, money, or is it money that they say that they have? You see what I'm saying is they're yeah. giving out paper well, they, notes. They, most people will say that you never use your own money for an investment. So, exactly. Yeah. They give out paper notes. You know, well, we need a loan of uh, you know, $1 trillion. They, they'll go so to a bank, Bill, and they will say we're the Rothschilds. We need a trillion dollars, and we'll back it with our own name. No, and, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think their bank is their name. They don't go to a bank to borrow the money. They are the bank, and the money is not real. Which... which um, goes to a question I was thinking about over the weekend. Was this failure and the potential failure uh, planned? Was it intentional? Yeah, because, see, the Rothschilds, because of their stature, it'll never change. I mean, I've always heard that there's always been 20 money families of the world. Who, Who made his money, most of his money, in Silicon Valley? A big, big former in, former uh, tech giant, now basically retired, but with billions. Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates, you would think, would have a ton of money in the Silicon Valley Bank because he lived in that area, right? Absolutely you would, not. You, you would think that we would be hearing right now that Bill Gates suffered major losses today in the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, but we haven't heard that. Nothing. It's quiet. Why is that? Yeah, you got to understand how powerful a man like Bill Gates is. You know, we bought, he, he built a widget that we wanted, you know, with the computers. And, and there's mm-hmm. even debate whether he really did it or he stole the idea. But right. either way, it doesn't matter. He did. And, and, and he's got it. But wealth is never in real assets. It's on paper. It's on a ledger. And on that ledger, if Bill Gates said, I want all my money today, mm-hmm. and I don't, I want the gold, I want this, or he'd I want collapse, that. He'd collapse our economy, probably. <laughs> he would collapse the world because there is no, the, we don't have the, he basically, you could probably take five families and say, what, what is the total value of every, all the land, everything on this planet? And... Who's the who's the largest purchaser of farmland other than China in the past year or two? Bill Gates. That's right. And we're not talking about he bought the farm next door. He may have bought the 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 ten or fifteen farms next door, uh, and and more. I mean, the guy is buying up property all over the place. And what do they say? That anybody who invests or, or or makes money will tell you, you want to put your money in a safe place. Put it in. Real estate in land—that's mm-hmm. the safest place to put your money because it won't—you won't lose it in failure. I mean, yep. you may, it may go down, it may diminish in value, but you still own the property. And when the property goes back up because things are secular, you know, there's a cycle to it. It, yep. it, it will—it will go back up. Look, um, if you, I'm not a rich man, but I can tell you this: if you want to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can sit there and say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to work hard. Well, that's kind of the American dream. It's also the American dream that you start a business. But you're making pizzas. How much money are you going to make making pizzas because you're buying stuff? You know, so you've got to either deal in wants or needs. Now, yeah, I want a pizza, but that's not going to be enough. 
oh, you know, the, the operating platform to use my computer so I don't have to know all this language. That's what Bill Gates sold. He sold uh, a widget, and I, you know, yeah. something like that. It was a convenience. You know, I always you know? thought, Bill, I always thought that if if cars were made like his uh, operating systems were made, we would never buy the cars because right. because he always made it like uh, here's the operating system, and you you bought it, and then six months later there was a, a new operating system or an update and an update and a and a fix. He was constantly fixing his problems while you owned it, while you yeah. were using it. If you bought a car that way, can you imagine if you went and bought a car, brand new car, drive it off the lot, and the manufacturer comes along and says, oh, we got to replace the uh, the head gaskets on that thing because uh, we have a better version now. And then the six months later, somebody says, well, you know, your uh, cr- your crankshaft uh, won't, won't hold up. We're going to have to put a new crankshaft in. Before you know it, I mean, could you imagine buying a car the way we buy uh, operating systems, but that's what he did, you know. And then, and you would look at an operating system and say, "Boy, this is fantastic." Windows eight or something like that. But he's changing his stuff over from wants to the other one, and that's the biggie. Yeah, the needs. What do you need in life to live to survive? That's true. And, he, and, you know? and also, he's he's one of these guys who is telling the world uh, we have too many people in it. Too many people. We only need 550 million people total in this world. We don't need the billions we have now. And in order to knock that down to a level that he likes, what do, what has to happen? People have got to die, because you'll never get down there through natural attrition. You know, uh, attrition. You won't. You won't. You won't decrease the population by people dying off normally. You've got to have a catastrophic event. That wipes out millions of people, like a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, pandemic, yeah. and there's still talk War. of another pandemic on the way. War. You, you know, we were talking before the show started, and, and this is so true. There's a massive amount of shelling going on in the Ukraine that nobody's talking about. Uh, Russia is blowing the hell out of the Ukraine. But, you know, the story I saw this morning... Oh, the Ukraine is, uh, they, they got, uh, they, they've killed some more Russians and all this stuff. And I'm like going, you know, Russia is not uh, in as dire straits as. No, it's not. They're, they're, we're being told that they no. are. And they're even looking at, you know, they, they, they floated the sub off the coast, uh, the East Coast here the other day. You know, just uh, as a show saying, yeah, we can, we can do this too. Speaking of subs, you know what else happened with the sub over the weekend? What's that? The North Koreans launched a missile from a submarine yesterday. Oh. Isn't that man. nice, you know? Well, you know, actually, while everybody was quietly doing, uh, verbally doing everything else, Kim Jong-un spent money on a Navy. And he's got <laughs> one of the top four navies in the world, maybe top three. You know, It because- doesn't surprise me. No, these things, you know, we've taken our eye off the ball, and now we're whiffing, as they would yeah. say in baseball. We're we're striking out. You know what else I heard over the weekend? Uh, this is another tell. good one. Uh, we've given millions and billions of dollars worth of aid to the Ukraine, a lot of it in arms, in weapons, and yeah. uh, missiles and things like that. And you know where they're showing up? How about Iran? Iran. Place for them. 
how in the name of God did weaponry that we gave to the Ukrainians end up in Iran? Because they sold it, or uh, what's going on there is a backdoor uh, to to give them something. We're not being told the truth about what's going on with the Ukraine and Russia mm-hmm. and everything else. I mean, and, you know, you think about it. Under, um, under the Bushes, under Obama. Oh, we would like to. Yeah, and under Obama and under Biden, look at the big Russian push to take, like, uh, Crimea and, and everything. Yeah. But now when Trump was in, nothing happened. You know, it was it was a standstill. Now, you know, he can he can brag and lay claim to that, which I I would. Yeah. You know, but you know, in the meantime, at, in the meantime, Bernie is trying to tell the world that this crisis is because of Trump. Let's see. Wait a second. Hold it, Bernie. Pull over to the side of the road for a second. Uh, under Trump, we had low interest rates. Under Trump, we had uh, strong property values. Everything increased. We had employment. We had security. Oh, and we didn't have a war under Trump, okay? So if you're out there and you just don't like Trump because, oh, he's orange man bad and he has such an ego, you are you're really, you're really doing yourself a disservice because forget who he is or what he does. This guy was an amazing president, an amazing yeah. president. And you know what he's telling us right now, Bill? He's telling us that... Joe Biden is about to become the Herbert Hoover of his generation, of the 21st century. Well, I, I believe that hey, because for those who don't know, Herbert Hoover ushered in because of lousy, lousy uh, management. He ushered in the depression. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, we're on the fast track right now, and there's a rumor that more banks are going down this week, and maybe another one today. Wow. So let's just sit there and say, and there's 10 banks out there right now that are on the list to fall down. There's one bank that you and I saw on Friday that was like four in four times worse shape on paper than Alley. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Alley, yeah. They're and they're they're big, so um we'll see what happens here, but uh, it's not gonna be good. But just the mere fact that right now, as Biden talks, there are people getting up. They're getting. They're putting their shoes and socks on right now, and they're and they're pissed off as hell, going going to the bank. And they might be. They might not bank at any of the places that we mentioned. They could bank at PNC, and they're, they're going to go to PNC and go. I want to see how much money I have in the bank right now. What can I take out? I want to take my money out. Wow. And now he. Understand something. I tell you this, friends, because it's a consideration. Where are you going to put the money? Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be sticking that cash? What kind of a safe and secure place? You better have one, because there, there's going to be people out there trying to steal your money. There'll be people well, walking around banks to see who's withdrawing a hundred thousand dollars in cash and bringing it out to their car. Be oh, yeah. very careful. And yeah, I'll, you're you're gonna have to sit there. You're gonna have to hire a Brinks truck to transport your money from one bank to another, and you're gonna have to instead of putting two hundred fifty thousand in, I'll put two hundred thousand there, two hundred thousand here, two hundred thousand there. But if everybody does all these hits on the banks, 
I still don't think. Yeah, but you know what they did during the 30s? During the 1930s, they took the money out of the bank and put it under their pillow, put it yeah. under their bed. It, it, the thing is, if you have a lot of cash, you bring it back to your house, you better have a secure location in your house. You may be a floor safe somewhere or something that is uh, really solid, rock solid. You better have a good safe because there are people out there who will follow you home with that cash. They'll find the house that you're in. And then they'll maybe break in. There's going to be more problems because of this other than the surface problems we see that you know, with banks failing and people losing their money there. There's a problem of what do people do if they get the cash and bring it home? Where do they, where do they stick it? Anyway. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter where you stick it. Someone's going to find it. So, yep. you know, it, it's going to be an interesting week. Let's just put it that way. An interesting week. And, you know, as we, as we talk, Joe talks right now, talking about how great things are. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's his not, fault. It's not all that great, my friends. These are, uh, these are very tenuous times we're living in. Things are very shaky. And, you know, there's a do- like we talked about, there's a domino effect. One bank falls, another bank falls, and before you know it, a ton of banks fall. And, and, and they all do it faster and faster. At first yeah. it starts one bank. And then another bank, and then another bank, and then another bank, and then another bank, and then before you know it, you just it's it's out of control. That's the what happens. Have fallen. Yep. Uh, I don't know what Joe Biden is going to do to make you feel comfortable about about the banking industry right now. I mean, this guy allowed this to happen under his watch, just like he's allowed our border crisis to happen under his watch. You know, mm-hmm. yesterday there was a massive run on a uh, a location, a border location. A, a, I guess it was a bridge. I forgot what they called the bridge down there, but there's a bridge between Mexico and the United States, and uh, a thousand people or so. Yeah, if you hear the news, well, a few hundred people. You know, no, it was it was it was a lot of people yeah. that were uh, <laughs> doing the run on the border, but they had to put yeah. up. Uh, some kind of border blockage and bar- barbed wire fence across. This is across the uh, the whole location itself. The entryway is all blocked off now because people, or I guess they're still there. They still want to come across through that uh, that. They're going to figure bridge. out how to how to jump around it, you know. And as Joe sits there and trips up the steps, you know, people are watching America with our borders being you know, um, charged with our banks Mm -hmm. collapsing. They're watching us, and they're laughing at us. In the meantime, Joe's sending his people over to the Ukraine with satchels of money, and he's more interested in their border than our border. But, you know, then we hear stuff like from Mayorkas. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. Oh, gag me. (laughs) <laughs> you yes, are yes, such, really you are such an, an open and uh, obvious liar. All you have to do is look at the darn border yourself. Hey, uh, yeah. why, why would I want to do that when I can just tell you it's secure and safe? Then he has, Biden has his, uh, his director uh, from the Office of Management and Budget. She was being interviewed and asked about how safe the banks are. And here was her answer. Listen. So you can tell the American people this morning, because I think this has caused a lot of concern, 
that the U.S. banking system is safe and secure. I think the, the voice here uh, is our Treasury Secretary, who is our lead in working with regulators. That's the appropriate uh, person uh, we should listen to here and who's tracking this the most closely. Um, but again, what I will say is after the financial crisis, the reforms put in place um, have given regulators more tools um, and our system uh, is more resilient uh, and the foundation stronger because of it. Look, lady, you are the director of the Office of Management and Budget. All right. You should be able to turn to the camera and say, everything is under control. We have got this in hand. We are securing the bank. We're taking care of your money. This situation will be resolved and you won't lose your livelihood. That's what she should have said. But instead, she passed, she deferred to Janet Yellen. She said, oh, no, I can't answer that. But Janet Yellen can, the Treasury Secretary. But no, she really can't be. She's over in the Ukraine handing satchels of cash to Zelensky. And, you know, this didn't happen, friends, overnight. I mean, this wasn't. Oh, no, it didn't. People were talking about the possibility of this bank collapsing weeks ago. It was in trouble. Mm -hmm. And she should have known, Yellen should have known, that this might happen, and she should have been working her took us off to straighten the situation out. But she wasn't. She was over hobnobbing with uh, Volodymyr Zelensky about the, this, the crisis in the Ukraine while we were about to have this thing explode in our country. She wasn't her doing her job. See, Biden's problem is when he came, came into office, he didn't hire the most qualified people in the the, the country. He didn't hire the real experts to run the country. He hired the right skin color, the right sexuality. I mean, look at the guy he had for the nuclear, the nuclear uh, regulatory commission or whatever it was that uh, guy who wore scarlet dresses and high heels and stole luggage. That was one of the people he hired as an expert. He hired a guy who dresses up in a woman's admiral's outfit and calls himself a doctor. I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff that Biden hired. And now I look at this uh, director of Office of Management and Budget, right? She mm-hmm. she should have had a, a rock-solid answer. But no, she just uh, kind of wimped around and didn't give a real good answer. She was political. Maybe she just didn't have the friggin' answer, you know? And uh, she's in over her head, doesn't know what she's talking about. That's exactly, what the problem is. Yep. Exactly right. Um, anyway, uh, there was a, we, we could talk about this all day long, and we probably are going to talk about this in some oh, form. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. And, it, you know, it's ironic because we do this show in the morning, and it's very rare to hear Joe that uh, he's up at this time in the morning <laughs> yeah, doing but, a speech, but he's yes. doing a speech. Yes. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll, we'll all get, believe me, we'll, decipher it throughout the day and talk about it tomorrow. Oh, he's, yeah. He's not going to say anything that's going to be so uh, earth-shattering that we missed anything that we should get right back on the air with. Uh, I mean, he's going to come out and say, everything is under control, and we have our regulators out there, and they're the best, and we have the full confidence of the U.S. government behind uh, your investments. And we're going to – he may even say, we've taken an emergency action, and we're going to back up all of the accounts – in Silicon Valley Bank, so don't worry. With what money? Whose money? It's our how? money. It's yeah. your money, Bill. It's my money. You're exactly right. 
Yeah, and you you look at the bank collapse and what goes along with this, and you know, housing industry's tied to it. Remember two thousand eight, what a turmoil that was. Mm -hmm. This could be ten times worse. Oh. And I think back to when Hillary was running and and uh, Trump was running, and Trump in the debate sat there and talked about a bubble, big bubble, mm -hmm. you know, and in the housing market tied to it. Is this finally that big bubble that's uh, about to blow up all over the place because the banking industry and everything that's going on with the crypto and uh, now all of a sudden the 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 air is out of the balloon and well it's you know the needles to the balloon is going to pop right now. I think I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think that this this could be the bubble. You know we had. We had Obama in 2008, 2009. Um, he wasn't a financial genius. His people weren't financial uh, giants. Uh, we are being driven by people who really and truly don't have a license. I mean, that's my feeling. It's like we're being flown by people who aren't pilots. How's that? It's yeah. like these guys are running our government and they're totally unqualified. One of the things about Trump, whether you liked him or not, is he brought in some of the giants of uh, of industry to run to run his government. His cabinet members were people who had a track record of success. They knew how to make things work. Yeah, you know, here's something to think about the, with the war machine too. You know, we talk about this. Oh, you know, we can afford this. We can do that. Well, let's just take uh, what the Gerald R. Ford, big supercarrier that is out doing maneuvers fully armed for the first time. It's never been fully armed, but now it is. It's getting its shakedown cruise. And you're sitting there going, okay, so what's the life expectancy of this ship? 15 years? I, I'm really, I would think a little longer. You'd like to think a little longer, maybe 20 years, 25 years. Okay, say 20 years. Mm -hmm. All right. And they're already working on the next one to go beyond that. But we don't pay for that ship cash. We finance it. And so usually the financing on a ship mm -hmm. could go 50, 55, 60 years. Do the numbers. <clears throat> Let's say that you just went and bought a new car. Mm -hmm. And you kept it for five years, but you got 20-year financing on it. And then you get another new car. You're still paying for the old one and the new one. And then in five years, you're going, I got to get another new car. Now you're going to be paying for three. He's I got off that merry-go-round 30 years, 25 years ago. I, I I used to do that when I was younger. I'd buy a nice new car, and then a few years later, I'd buy another nice new car. And, and now, I mean, I the car that I have is probably 15 years old. It's in great shape because I take care of it properly. I maintain it. Uh, but I don't have a car payment. Yeah. I, I figured, hey, I don't want to have a car payment. We'll see how they get you on that as they sit there and they go, well, yeah, you don't have a car payment, but, you know, you've got maintenance payments. You may as well just have a car payment. Then you don't no, have maintenance. No, it's a big difference. Yeah, it doesn't man. work that way. No. You still have maintenance. Yeah, it's a big difference, though. Maintenance is, is a fraction of what a car payment is. I mean, if you're spending $500, let's say hypothetically as a figure, uh, uh, a month on a, on a car payment, I may pay a big hit on maintenance once every six months, once every eight yeah. months, you know? So it, it's, uh, it's still a, I'm on yeah. my side of the ledger, you know? My, my point is, though, is that uh, 
we are just sitting there spend, spend, spending away ourselves into a, a, the biggest, deepest abyss that we're not going to be able to get out of. And if the banks cra crash, the housing market crashes, you know, Bill Gates is still going to be a rich man. You know, mm. uh, all of these guys that we hate are still going to be rich, but we're going to suffer the consequences of what Biden is doing and his administration and the sins of the past. This goes back to what we've said a few times on the show about uh, all the things that have gone wrong since this administration has come in. Can you think of one thing that they have done, one thing that they have done that has been beneficial to our country long term? Think about it for a second. Have you? Can you think of one thing that this administration has done that is positive? No. You heard it, friends. This is a smart guy. <laughs> he, I want to get you full there, but yeah, I know. No. <laughs> he, he his response was thoughtful and accurate. Nothing, nothing. Well, they, they haven't done a damn thing. So yeah, hasn't secured. He's he, the, weakened our military big time. You know they having a problem uh, recruiting uh, people. They don't want. They just don't want to go in the military now because it's, it's too woke and uh, not the environment they want to get in into. So they're having a big problem uh, getting new members to enlist in the services. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though. We're really the only country that's having this problem. I think they do in the U.K., too, because they're just as bad as we are. But you go to uh, you go to China, they don't have that problem. Well, Russia. they have a whole different attitude over there. You remember we had a campaign here about 20 years ago, Be All That You Can Be. Remember that? Be all that you can be in the army. It was a, and it showed these young guys who were doing training. And then at the end of the day, hi, hey, drill sergeant, how you doing? It salute. It was snappy. It was strong. It was powerful. It was something you wanted to be a part of. Now their their commercials are woke. You know, we look at uh, we're diversified. It's a diversified military now. It's like oh, but you know we have we have. We have role models like you know, Rachel Levine. That's true. Admiral Rachel oh, Levine. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you know that that that's crossing over into mainstream the, the well, mainstream. Did you say crossing over? Was that actually a, a an intended well, pun? No, there? it wasn't intentional, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just I'm just saying. No, uh, I'm just thinking of that the that the thing that was going on last week, I forget what it was called, but it was celebrating women and their achievements. And the recipient of it was a transgender yeah. woman. Yeah. I How would in be the hell on God's green earth did that fit into that I live in a house uh, a family that's mostly women. And I'm angry for them. You know? Oh, yeah. the, the, these people are being slighted by society right now. By how can you possibly be a woman and happy that this guy is the recipient of an award that's supposed to be for women. He decided at some point in his life, oh, I think I feel more like a woman. He still has the physique and the testosterone of a guy. If you were to take his DNA and look at it real close, you'd find it's a guy. Okay. Yeah. And he's getting the award for being a woman. In the meantime, a lot of very, worthwhile women are getting shafted by uh, stuff like that. 
and it's being promoted by this administration because, hey, Jill and uh, who was the Secretary of State? Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, he's a doofus. Uh, he was. They handed the award to this guy, and this guy went over and gave <laughs> gave the Secretary of State a guy, uh, Blinken, Tony Blinken, yeah. gave him a kiss, and when <laughs> you could see, you could see Blinken, <laughs> Blinken winced when that happened. So that was probably not the response they were looking for while the cameras were rolling, but he did it, and a lot of people noticed it. Uh, but they gave the award. Jill was so happy handing the award to a guy. A guy that, you know, a few years ago was probably using the men's room. I'm just saying. Uh, it, oh, yeah. Oh, we, we live in strange times. I want to play a couple of pieces of audio. This this is interesting, right. Bill. This is, from, this is from 1958. You're saying, what? 1958? A friend That's of mine. Before my time. <laughs> before a lot of people's time. So it was a long, long time ago, 64 years ago. In a land far away. In a, yes, in a, in a world far, far away. Uh, the guy's name is Robert Welch. He was the, the founder of the John Birch Society. When I was a kid, everybody thought, no, the John Birch Society, they're a bunch of wackos. They're like right-wing wackos. You know, I mean, this is what they were promoting even back in the 60s and the 50s. That, uh, oh, they... What they believed in, they believed in the United States. They believed in conservatism. They believed in uh, our country's values, the values we were founded on. They believed in the Constitution. But we didn't know that back in 1962 or 3. All we were told, because we weren't really paying all that much attention, was "Eh, a bunch of wackos. But anyway, this guy, Robert Welch, he was a smart guy. I want you to hear what he said at a speech in 1958. All right. They put a little music behind it to add some production value. I don't Works know why they... But here it is, Robert Welch. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. Now here are the aims for the United States. One, greatly expanded government spending for every conceivable means of getting rid of ever larger sums of American money as wastefully as possible. Two, higher and then much higher taxes. Three, an increasingly unbalanced budget, despite the higher taxes. Four, wild inflation of our currency. Five, government controls of prices, wages, and materials, supposedly to combat inflation. Six, greatly increased socialistic controls over every operation of our economy and every activity of our daily lives. This is to be accompanied naturally and automatically by a correspondingly huge increase in the size of our bureaucracy and in both the cost and reach of our domestic government. Seven, far more centralization of power in Washington and the practical elimination of our state lines. 
There is a many-faceted drive at work to have our state lines eventually mean no more within the nation than our county lines do now within the states. Eight, the steady advance of federal aid to and control over our educational system, leading to complete federalization of our public education. Nine, a constant hammering into the American consciousness of the horror of modern warfare, the beauties and the absolute necessity of peace, peace always on communist terms, of course. And 10, the consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government, which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. That's Robert Welch, and, uh, you know, it's annoying to hear the music. Whoever put put that together thought they'd be clever by sticking Come Together by the Beatles behind it. Uh, it's actually a, a bit annoying, but I still wanted you to hear it. Uh, and if you didn't get all of it, you should stop the tape and go back and listen to it again because most every step he talked about, we're living right now. You know, I mean, they, want, they, they want, they, this is not something which was thought about, uh, Recently, this has been a plan for decades. We're just living through it right now, which is unfortunate. Yeah, you know, a, a good plan takes a while to get together. and uh, It's true. That's what they're doing. And Biden knows it. He knows ex- he is, he's the, well, if he's really calling the shots. I don't know that he is. I think he's a puppet, and there's people behind him that are doing all the shots for him. Hey, you know, here's, here's the thing about Biden. You know, Biden, when he was a young man, was a segregationist. His One of his closest friends was Robert Byrd, who had been a, uh, a leader in the Ku Klux Klan when he was a younger man. Uh, he was somebody who believed in segregation. I'm talking about Biden now. Uh, he, he's a chameleon, folks. As he grew older, he realized uh, in order to get to the White House, he had to change. So he changed. Not a problem. No, because his core values aren't real. He doesn't have a solid foundation. He's, he's like shifting sands. Whatever, he, whatever seems to work, he'll go in that direction. So look at him now. He's pretending to be... I hear, I hear him say that he's been for equality all of his life, right? He walks oh. down to the Bettis Bridge a couple of weeks ago and and it was and he is talking about how he believes that uh, he's always been a, a a fan and supporter of integration and equality. That's a lot of nonsense. I suggest people pick up a friggin' book or go to the internet and look at the history of this guy. Where where were his uh, uh, values and opinions uh, back in 1979. You know, you'll find that he he didn't want he didn't want his kids to go to school with your kids, if you know what I mean. That's right. So um, this guy is not to be trusted, and people say, "Well, he's a nice old guy now. He has a nice smile." Take it from somebody who's getting older. Okay. The only difference between. Joe Biden today and Joe Biden 40 years ago or 40 years. And I mean, age. He's still the chameleon now that he was then. Yeah. You know, he was cranky then. He's cranky now. He's just, he's cloaked and, you know, oh, look, it's grandpa. Yeah. What, what a nice. What would grandpa ever do besides sniff my hair? 
It's a great smile he has. He has a, he does have. I think that truly is the uh, the asset that the Biden family really has worked. I mean, they have a million dollar smile. Yeah, but that, he paid for that million dollars. Well, that's true. He's maintained it and enhanced it over the years. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like that all the time. But you know, and his stuttering thing. He talks about he stuttered when he was a kid. Boy, I'll tell you what, you go back to 87, 88 when he was running for president and telling all those lies, then he got caught in him. He he's a fast talker and he didn't he didn't slur a word. He didn't stumble on anything. Yeah, that's true. You know, um So he's a liar on that too. That is just an act. Maria Bartiromo had uh, Representative James Comer on her show as a guest, and they talked about the uh, classified documents. He had something interesting to say. Listen. The National Archives revealing in a letter to Senators Grassley and Johnson on Tuesday that nine boxes of documents were taken from the office of President Biden's attorney, Patrick Moore, but they have yet to be reviewed, even though the archives have had possession of this material since November. The boxes were shipped from the Penn Biden Center in Washington to Moore's law firm in Boston. Next month, Biden's former executive assistant from his time as vice president, Kathy Chung will testify before the House Oversight Committee on the president's handling of classified documents. Joining me right now to look ahead is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, Kentucky Republican Congressman James Comer. Mr. Chairman, thanks very much for being here this morning. Thank you for having me. First, I want to get your take on the news of the day, and that is this Silicon Valley bank uh, loss and this failure. You were on a bank board. You're the chairman of the Oversight Committee. What should be done here? Well, look, this is something that I, I worry could be a trend. Usually when one bank goes down, more banks go down. And what we've seen early on from uh, articles I've read in the Wall Street Journal and, and other financial publications is they invested a lot of cash, a lot of cash that I would assume they had from things like the PPP loan, government policy, and they invested it in bonds. And then because the Democrats spent too much money in all their stimulus, they they uh, the bonds go down when interest rates go up. The Fed had to raise interest rates to combat the Democrat inflation, and then we see now coming out that uh, they were one of the most woke banks in uh, their in their quest for uh, the ESG type uh, type policy and investing. You know, this could be a trend, and there are right. consequences for bad Democrat policy. And I think we need to keep an eye on all the the banking sector right now. Well, we're waiting for a solution. We are expecting an announcement of an acquisition of the Silicon Valley Bank before the markets open tomorrow. We'll see. But let me move on to the work mm -hmm. that you've been doing it's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken and you've been digging in on the business of the biden family what have you learned well, we've had a very good two weeks, Maria. We are finally having people cooperate with us. I think we all know the Biden administration stonewalling. Janet Yellen, Yellen is stonewalling, not turning over the, the bank violations. But fortunately, since we've last spoken, we actually have bank records in hand. We have individuals who are working with our committee. Uh, in the last two weeks, we've met with either these individuals personally or with their attorneys. Uh, and th that would be four individuals who had uh, ties in with the Biden family on their various schemes around the world. So now we have in hand documents that show just exactly how the Biden family was getting money uh, from the Chinese Communist Party. And, and I will tell you, it's as bad as we thought, Maria. It's very concerning. And, and in a way, I, I'm kind of glad that the, the Biden attorney, Abby Lowell, and the Biden administration has been
been stolen while in this because when I requested that information two weeks ago versus today because of what we have in hand now, uh, we have a lot stronger case in court for why we need these documents that the Biden family is withholding and that the government's withholding. So they have unintentionally helped our case in our quest to, to get these documents to where we can uh, give the American people the truth and the transparency that they deserve uh, yeah. out of the, their leadership in Washington. Congressman, this is so extraordinary. This is the number one adversary of America, and you're telling us that the Biden family has accepted money. What does the CCP have? on the Biden family. Wow, that he's got proof that the Bidens accepted cash from the Chinese communist government. I mean, hello, this is the guy, when he did it, he was the vice president of the United States. Uh, is that treason? I'm just saying. It sounds yeah. like if, if Bill Knight did it or if I did it, uh, we probably would be in handcuffs and in prison right now. Uh, I'd be a cornerstone of that prison, <laughs> buried under it. Yeah, I would. But well, um, I, uh, I, I think that this is going to confirmed everything that we all know. We we knew that they're dirty, but you know it's going to be interesting to watch the the, the cleanup and the poo pooing of that story, or the bearing of the story by the media, because right. the government owns the media. Because you know they they got to march to the drum of who, who gives them the money. Um, interesting. We, we were talking about the uh, security at the border uh, yesterday. Uh, two boats carrying illegals uh, crashed off the San San Diego coast uh, at Black Beach, according to the San Diego Police Department, and uh, they confirmed that eight people are dead. Eight people have drowned. Uh, these are illegals who were trying to get in through the water. Uh, this again, I put on the uh, at the door at the feet of the administration for allowing this porous border, this environment of anything goes. Come on in. If you can get here, we'll let you in. These people are gone now. Eight people are dead because they tried to sneak in by water and they had an accident. Yeah, well, they'll they'll blame it on anybody but themselves. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's also, all they do. We heard about blame, the, blame, blame. We heard about the train accident in, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Ohio uh, in early February, which I think I still think we're getting an effect from even to this day. But the media has decided. Right. The media has moved on. They've picked up their microphones and their notepads, and they have toddled off, and they have left. Uh, Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio, empty. And it's not a big deal. They can take care of it now. They'll move on to something else. It's like uh, another shiny object. They go over to it, you know. Uh, but anyway, this was yesterday, Bill. Uh, a shelter-in-place order was implemented for a hazardous materials incident in Lancaster City, Pennsylvania, extending half a mile around Kunzler & Company on the 600 block of Manor Street, in Lancaster City, Pennsylvania. According to Fox 43, the incident involved an, and I have to say this really slowly, anhydrous ammonia leak. Anhydrous ammonia leak. Ammonia, of course, is a toxic gas or liquid corrosive to tissues upon contact, meaning mm -hmm. it'll kill you. <laughs> okay. Uh, and anhydrous ammonia. So you... Nothing to see here, friends. Just stay in your house and don't breathe too heavily. And you know. keep your eyes closed. Exactly. You know. This stuff burns. I mean, look, you use ammonia in the house to do some cleaning. Don't go in the room. 
You know, that, that stuff is bad. I would don't think mix that, it with anything. I would think that what we have in the house is is diluted to a certain extent so that we still, can... Yeah, you know, but it's diluted, but it still is very toxic. So I, what I'm saying is this. In this plant that makes the stuff, if they have it, it's probably concentrated and probably incredibly deadly. But, yeah. you know, sh- shelter in place. Don't go outside and keep your eyes closed, like Bill said. Oh my goodness gracious, we uh, we live in uh, interesting times. Also, uh, tomorrow we're going to play a piece from Tucker. I was going to play it today, but it's a little too long. Uh, he was on. He's by the way, if you're looking for a good interview, Clayton Morris uh, used to work at Fox. On he was on Fox and Friend Weekend. He has a podcast, and he does an interview with Tucker Carlson uh, on his podcast, and it's worth a listen. I mean, I would love to have Tucker on our show sometimes. Uh, but I'm, he's a busy guy, but uh, they have a history. Clayton and Tucker have known each other for years. Uh, they're personal friends and, uh, it was a, a really good interview and they kind of get down. If you are somebody who's sensitive to, uh, uh, the street vernacular, let's say every, you know, every, yeah, un- unlike, you. unlike Bill and I who have broadcasting standards, you know, it's hard to break old habits. We come from broadcasting and certain things you don't say on the radio. Well, we carry that over to our podcast because we figure um, we figure you might be in the car with your little kids, you know. Hey, no, you no 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 no. I came from the school of Johnny Fever. Booger. Well, I I didn't. I came from a I came from a different time. My era yeah, was I'm one gonna... where if you said anything that was out of out of place, if you said a nasty word, uh, the FCC was going to come down and slap you bad. So <laughs> So uh, it just oh. it's hard to break old habits. But Tucker and Clayton, they're more casual every so often. They'll throw in a, a, a salty word that uh, you don't usually hear Tucker say on his show at 8 o'clock on weeknights. Uh, it's probably a, a, a little uh, relief for him to say. It, it probably is. Yeah, but, you know, but I, I, I think I, that's a mistake on the Internet. A lot of people do that. They go, on the Internet, I can drop the F-bomb. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, you're doing something you couldn't do on the radio. But after a while, how many people I think really that's want a, to hear that? I think it's annoying myself. I think it's... Yeah. Uh, Distracting uh, from what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, if you can't say it without using those words, don't say it. I know it sounds like something your father would have said to you folks, but my father used to say it to me. People, He used to say to me, people use uh, swears because they can't think of the right words. It shows an ignorance. Yeah. And I used to think, well, Dad, that sounds good. Uh, of course, then again, I, I'm not perfect. <laughs> yeah. When your dad said that, he'd sit there and go, oh, the hell sh- you say? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have almost done it. Um, we should remind people that they can contact us right here at this uh, web, uh, website or at this podcast at uh, our phone number, 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. We have email, too. Yes, it's mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. <laughs> he sings it. He and sings then, of it. of course, there's mail at crnamerica.com. Can, can you tap dance it, too? <laughs> oh, yes, I can. <laughs> but I'll fall on my my Yes, you will. Arscus. On your gluteus maximus. <laughs> um did I forget anything, Bill? Is there anything you wanted to add before we... Uh... No, there's a lot of things to talk about, but you know what? Um, you know, Nancy said to follow the money, and uh, let's listen and see where it's going today, because I think we're going to hear a lot of different stories, and I do think 
you know, we're going to hear about uh, another closure. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Nancy was uh, she was speaking somewhere yes over the weekend. Uh, that 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 music South by Southwest. Whatever oh it's called, yeah, is that in Austin? The, yeah, and uh, somebody interviewed her, and she goes. What is she doing? What is she doing down there, Nancy? She's like eighty-two years old, and she's down at the music festival, rocking on. Uh, yeah, you know, she's a real hip chick, you know. Well, and, I guess uh, you know when you spend all that money and all that plastic, you have to use it somewhere, right? Hey, look at yeah. I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, have yourself a great day, my friend. You're up in Boston. They're gonna get a lot of snow in the next couple of days up where you are. So. Be careful. Hey, I'm, I'm uh, sheltered in place here. Oh, there was a thing I heard on the radio, uh, an ad, but we can talk about it tomorrow because it would have kind of fit into what we talked about. I think I told you about it before the show, you know, about the um, the death with dignity thing. Oh, that that deserves some time to talk about. We'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, in in Connecticut. How's, which, it, you know, how's that for a teaser, folks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some thoughts, some questions. So think about it. Good. I, I knew you want to talk about it, but we're no, out no, of no, time. No, no, no. I want I want people to think about it, and then and, and think about the the good and the bad of it, the good, bad, and the ugly, and then we'll give you the real ugly. <laughs> Have a good day, my friend. We'll see you tomorrow. See you. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>